You are listening to Books Are My People, a podcast for book lovers with book news, book recommendations, and ruminations on living a literary life in Los Angeles. This is episode 45, and I'm recording in advance because I'm taking a little time off. To those of you who have rated and written a review for Books Are My People, I am so grateful. One listener recently wrote, I very much enjoy this podcast. It's a great resource for anyone who likes to read and wants to know what they should pick up next. So thank you so much for helping other readers find out about my podcast. Now on to some bookish news. We're going to get right to the bookish news today. So library associations and agencies and librarians are advocating for early vaccination priority. Librarians definitely interact with a large cross-section of the population, and they are advocating for the 1B vaccination status, which is what teachers currently have. I also think that grocers should be in there as well. Uh, Currently, librarians are 1C status. I guess in the end, it will be up to individual municipalities in each state in terms of when librarians will be able to get their vaccines. But I really hope we don't hear stories about vaccines being tossed because people in the proper tier weren't showing up. I know that they're working hard to get shots in arms in LA, even if it's not the proper tier. I think it's better to get a shot in an arm than to toss it. The Overstory by Richard Powers will become a Netflix series. Attached to the series is Hugh Jackman and David Benioff and D.W. Weiss. Those two are the producers of the Game of Thrones series. I never read The Overstory, but I've heard only good things. And all I really know about it is it's about trees in some capacity. If you've read it and liked it and think that I should read it, send me an email at booksaremypeople at gmail.com. And now on to the books. Okay, it's going to be an itty bitty shorty today. That's all I have time for. I was going to start out with my absolute favorite pick this week, but I'm going to save it to the end and we can build up to it. But I have to say, I really did enjoy all of the books that I'm going to tell you about today. And most of them, unless I say otherwise, came out on March 2nd. My first pick is The Committed by Viet Tang Nguyen. And his first novel, The Committed, is absolutely spectacular. And this book follows the first novel, The Sympathizer. You don't have to have read The Sympathizer, but I think it wouldn't hurt. It, it informs this book. But what you do miss in the first book is summarized in the second book. So in this book, Captain has just immigrated to Paris, France, the birthplace of his father, along with his friend Bon. It's 1981, and what not many people know is that Captain is a spy and a communist sympathizer who was recently in a re-education and then a refugee camp in America. And all of that takes place in the first book, The Sympathizer. Captain is caught between two identities and faces rampant racism in a post-Vietnam War society. And he does whatever it takes to survive, including becoming a hash dealer. But under the main plot is a wonderful history lesson about the French colonization of Vietnam, and the widespread ramifications. This is a novel about identity, loyalty, and through 
all its complexities, it's about survival. Thank you to Grove Atlantic and NetGalley for the advanced review copy of this book. My next pick is a graphic novel for older teens or adults. It's called Justine, a novel by Forsyth Harmon. And Justine is a unique coming-of-age novel. In this story, Allie lives with her days-of-our-lives obsessed grandmother. And when Allie gets a job working at the Stop and Shop, she's drawn to her fellow co-worker, who is just this very free-spirited enigma, and her name is Justine. They touch accidentally at the checkout counter, and Allie is smitten. The late 90s references are pitch-perfect, such as references to... 90s Tamagotchis and music by Black Sheep, which I knew every word of that Black Sheep album in high school. Allie's voice is so fresh. Harmon's writing is sharp and her descriptions are creative that I'm just in awe of her writing down to the word level. In addition to the story about a young woman so wanting to be like someone she idolizes, Justine also includes delightful drawings by the author that break up the narrative. Seemingly mundane objects such as tweezers, power lines, and pizza slices take on import as the meaningful things that fill Allie's life. Thank you to Tin House and NetGalley for the advanced review copy. And again, that's Justine by Forsyth Harmon. My next pick is nonfiction, and it's called The Babysitter by Liza Rodman and Jennifer Jordan. So this is Liza's story, but I guess she had someone help her write this story. So Liza's mother is always looking for someone to watch Liza and her younger sister during their summers in Cape Cod in the 60s, even if it means asking strangers in the supermarket. She'll just walk down to aisle three and see someone who looks trustworthy and says, hey, can you watch my girls tonight? So it's no surprise when Tony Costa, a handyman, becomes a sometimes babysitter for the young girls. They seem to enjoy him. And it's not until decades later when Liza's mom is in her 70s that Liza says, hey, whatever happened to that Tony guy who used to babysit us and take us into the woods and spend time with him? And her mother just nonchalantly mentions, oh yeah, he turned out to be a serial killer. So the book then alternates chapters between Liza's past as a young girl, and then Tony, the serial killer's story, and explores how fragile the line can be between compassionate guardian and cold-blooded killer, as Tony was always so kind to Liza. This is a chilling and dark story of how their two lives intersect in this moment in time, and I think it will appeal to readers of true crime. And again, that's The Babysitter by Liza Rodman and Jennifer Jordan. And thank you to Atria Books and NetGalley. Next up is How Beautiful We Were by Mbolo Mbue. How Beautiful We Were takes place in Kosawa, which is a fictional African village where the community has been shattered due to the intrusion of an American oil company that has just wreaked havoc on the land. Reminiscent of the bleak water situation in Flint, Michigan, the drilling in Kasawa has left the water non-potable, and it's left a lot of children dead. While the oil representatives promise to compensate the townspeople, they actually end up leaving them with nothing but their word, their very empty word. Immobilized by anger and fear, the community comes together to fight back. This novel takes place over many years and through the perspective of the town's children, specifically Tula, 
who goes on to become a revolutionary for the cause of saving Kasawa. This one is a slow burn and a deliberate and beautiful read. It's about sacrifice, power, and how to regain your spirit and voice when you've been disenfranchised. It made me think of all the Kasawas in existence today, fighting the wrath of colonialism and the ravaging of their land. So thank you to Random House and NetGalley for the advanced review copy. Okay, we are at my last pick, which I told you is also my favorite pick for this week, and that is Who is Maud Dixon by Alexandra Andrews. I read this book in one sitting because I could not put it down. Florence is a down-on-her-luck aspiring writer who is working in a low-level position at a New York publisher. Her gaffes are mounting, including having an affair with a higher-up that buys her nothing but a restraining order. But then, a dream job lands in her lap to be the assistant to the elusive and successful Maud Dixon, who's a very famous writer who uses Maud as her pen name. Florence jumps at the chance to disappear into Maud's world and learn from her literary hero. It turns out that Maud not only writes suspense novels, she is also living one and drags Florence along with her for the ride. The book was such a fun journey, taking the reader all the way to Morocco. It's a dark comedy whose twists and turns mimic the roads that I've driven in Morocco. Who is Maud Dixon is a wild ride about writers, mystery, travel, suspense, and what it means to reinvent yourself. This is the book that you want to just get lost in over a weekend. Thank you to Little Brown and Company for the advanced review copy of the book. And again, that's Who is Maud Dixon by Alexandra Andrews. And that is all for me. Next up for me is Black Buck by Matteo Ascaripor. And coming up next on the show as a guest is Mindy Magia, author of Strike Me Down. In the meantime, I hope you all have a wonderfully bookish week. <laughs>